welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 238, post-vacation and back to normal tips. Hello, hello, hello. Happy August 1st. (laughs) I am home from the six-week cross-country epic adventure with the family. We got in late last night, like 8 p.m., I think. And wow, (laughs) what an epic adventure. I'm still like reviewing it all in my mind and sort of processing it and remembering all of the amazing things that we did together. It's quite profound. So we drove, if you're brand new and this happens to be your first episode, we drove from North Carolina to California and back. And each way, we took a week to get there and six days to get back. And then we stayed in California where we used to live, um, in the same town that we used to live for a month. And it was absolutely amazing. Um, Part of the goals were driving, were to have like an epic American road trip with the kids while they're still young and, you know, unable to make their own decisions. (laughs) Um, And I had never been to the Grand Canyon, so we we spent two days in the area of the Grand Grand Canyon. I hiked in the Grand Canyon. Um, It was super cool. We went to Vegas for two days. I and and a lot of these first things I had done back on the west coast which is where we lived before we moved to north carolina i did for the first time as somebody who doesn't drink so sober and so it was like such a new experience for me even though i've been not a non-drinker for five years i hadn't experienced some of the regular places that i used to go in my heavy drinking years as a person who doesn't drink anymore and after i found life coaching and completely changed my mindset and my belief systems and all of that Going back to some of these places was really, really fun. Vegas being one of them. I had a whole podcast episode about it. I'll link it up in the show notes in case you did not listen to that. But I highlighted what I did in Vegas as a non-drinker. It was super fun. Taking the kids there was super fun. Um, And then we spent a month in California and we did all of the things. And I had visitors come and stay with us. Um, One of the biggest highlights for me was taking the kids to Santa Cruz on the boardwalk. And so it's like a, it's like a carnival, you know, they've got amazing rides right on the beach, you know, palm trees, ocean waves, like classic California scene. Um, so this is the same boardwalk. If you remember the movie, um, the lost boys (laughs) from the eighties, this was filmed there in Santa Cruz. And that was so much fun. I had my friends Josh and Dan come in for the weekend. And so me and Josh and Dan took my three kids to um, the Santa Cruz Boardwalk and did rides for like, we were there for like nine hours all day. Whatever they wanted to do, we got unlimited ride wristbands and we just had a blast. It was so, so fun seeing the kids on those rides and like they wanted to do all the crazy ass scary things. I went on a couple of them, but then Josh and Dan took the hit and did <laughs> like the upside down ones. I just don't do that. Um, so I know what's good for me and like what will ruin my day and an upside down ride, you know, 
I know that that's not the best thing for my body. So they did that and it was so, so fun. Um, what else did we do? We went and saw a concert. We saw Fall Out Boy in Mountain View, a big, big concert. Like this was the kids' biggest concert for sure. They've seen little shows like in our hometown and stuff, but this was like a big concert. We had lawn tickets. There was a mosh pit next to us. You know, like it was really, really fun and see them dancing and happy and like in their jam. Um, what else were some highlights? Just seeing friends that we used to hang out with all the time when we lived there. A lot of our kids, you know, we had kids at the same time. So we got together multiple times with them, which was absolutely lovely. I did a, another podcast episode was <laughs> my Napa Valley, um, you know, going to Napa in Calistoga um, sober and like literally immersing myself in wine culture for uh, an overnight and experience. Um, I'll link up that podcast episode too, but that was a highlight for me. Many trips into San Francisco where we used to live in the city, um, running along the beach. Like it was just, I was not ready to come home. Like I loved it so much. I did miss my trees. That was one thing like it's, you know, it's very urban there and California in that area that we were staying at was they don't have like a lot of forest cover. Like I went into the Oakland Hills and did some big hikes um, that got me into like the big redwoods and stuff, which is so, so cool. Um, but like the day-to-day life of my trees, I missed for sure. Like that gentle forest cover that I love to go in with the quiet and the animals and the birds. And, you know, that's like my sacred space. So I definitely miss that. And I'm so glad to be back to get to, to have that back in my day-to-day experience. But my day-to-day experience there included walking along a beach and seeing, looking at the San Francisco Bay and seeing San Francisco city skyline in the background. Um, just, just wonderful. And then on the drive home, we stopped at Zion National Park um, and did an overnight there. And then Pete and I got up and did a sunrise hike um, that morning so we could get in some, you know, some of the the local park and experience that. It was super, super hot. So at that time in the morning, we were the first ones on the trail. I had to use my phone on my light like Pete was scared. (laughs) We took Jackie and he was really scared that Jackie would attract like a mountain lion. (laughs) And I guess it's a valid fear, but it's a, it was a very well paved, is a paved trail that was actually the only pet friendly trail in the entire Zion National Park, but it was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, stunningly, amazingly beautiful, like nature at its best. I definitely want to go back there and do some more hiking and exploration of that. Just the the craggy altitude peaks of these mountains are just profound. And then the colors at the first thing in the morning, so, so cool. And then after that, we went to, um, we drove to Breckenridge, Colorado, and we rented a little tiny cabin. It was like a tiny house, but we did it really well. So we all had our, you know, our own spaces pretty much. Um, and there was a golf cart and I taught Arlo how to drive a golf cart. That was fun. I actually got some altitude sickness and a mild cold when I was there. So we just chilled for a day and we walked around downtown Breckenridge and hung out and enjoyed each other. Took I took Arlo to the pool, um, drove the golf cart, walked Jackie around. It was fun. And then we stopped, and then we just drove through the Midwest. We stopped at our friend's house, who was, who was actually traveling and weren't even home. So they offered up their big five-bedroom home for us to park ourselves in for the night. And that was awesome. And they had some chickens. 
and the chickens were put away when we got there and then all of a sudden I'm in the in the morning like we're trying to get on the road again and like the chickens are loose (laughs) I'm like oh my god so I just there was something gnawing at me that was telling me that Arlo had let the chickens out and I was like Arlo and he denied it of course and I just kind of push him very nicely. I'm like, oh, you know how sometimes when like you kind of fabricate stories and sometimes you don't tell the truth? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, so this would be one of those times where telling the truth would be really important. And I won't get mad at you if you do. And so he told me that he let the chickens out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. So I didn't know how many chickens she had. Like the gates were open in their backyard. This whole thing. I'm like, how are we going to get these fucking chickens back into their pen? You know? So anyway, we just went out there and I just started, I just like, they were very tame. Like they weren't running away from me or like trying to attack me. (laughs) And so I just grabbed one and it let me pick it up. And so I put like, I picked up three chickens and put them back. And then a few of them were scared, but Pete and Arlo were able to kind of like shoo them back in to the pen and we got them back in pretty easily which was miraculous and we were able to get back on the road (laughs) and then we drove to Nashville and we had a fun night out in Nashville we got a cute little Airbnb in downtown we went out for dinner and they had some live country music which was super fun for the kids and us and so we went out with a bang and that's it and now we're home (laughs) that's the that's the big recap but it was so good for us together as a family to connect that way, work through some difficulties, of course, during those drives. And while we're, you know, settled in for a month in California, there were some intense moments and we worked through it and we survived. And our whole goal for this trip was to connect and learn how to function better as a family of five, you know, as a unit moving through place to place and thing to thing. And I think we accomplished that. Um, and we got to spend a lot of time together, which we normally don't, you know, we're both, everyone's in school, doing their sports, work, travel, all that stuff. But this was a definitely an immersive family experience and it was, it was wonderful and I would absolutely do it again, but I don't think I'll do the drive across the country. I'm good for another 10 years. (laughs) We drove here from California when we moved here and, um, you know, that was a whole different experience, but, um, I feel like I'm good on the road travel, long distance road travel for a while. (laughs) Talk to me in another 10 years when my kids are all off to college and I buy my sprinter van and I start touring the U (laughs) S and doing stop over drinking and start living on the road. Um, all right. Well, the goal of today's podcast, y'all was to talk about reacclimating after vacation. So, you know, like getting back to normal, you know, that's, that's the phrase that we all say. And I think it's important to kind of recognize, you know, what we tend to want to do post vacation. You know, a lot of times people travel, and this is what I hear from my clients all the time. They, they travel and they overindulge on alcohol, on food, not exercising, you know, not drinking their water, not sleeping great. Right. And so they're, they're itching to come back and get back to normal. Like they know the benefit of, you know, being more consistent and taking care of themselves, right? And so I just want to talk about that. Um, if I definitely ate more than I normally do on this trip, and I too am excited to just like meal prep and plan and kind of get more simplified. Um, I actually did a lot of cooking and we went to Costco and like did our regular thing for the most part, but the road trip travel, um, 
you know, isn't normal for me. So we, I, what we did is to try to keep it as normal as possible is I pre-made sandwiches every day and we did, um, breakfast. So little bagels and yogurts and stuff that we could keep in our cooler and had sandwiches. So we could limit, um, to just once a day eating out and still even eating out for me once a day is a lot because on our regular every day, we don't, we maybe go out to eat like once or twice a month. Um, so, you know, we're used to eating home cooked food or, you know, like heat and serve type things. So anyway, I definitely ate more than I wanted to, or like not the quality of food that I normally like. So I'm feeling like that. I want to get back to normal. And so I just want to give you a couple tips on that. First of all, what you want to do is notice how you're thinking about what you did, (laughs) you know, like what you ate, what you drank. And you don't want to be hard on yourself. You want to be so, tip number one is to be really gentle and easy with yourself. Because I promise you that being hard on yourself and telling yourself you're fat and you're gross and you need to do something strict or you need to get yourself under control, all of that will backfire on you. We don't want to do extreme things after this. Okay, so tip number one, be super nice and gentle with yourself. Okay, notice if you are talking to yourself like an asshole and stop doing that <laughs> and be like, oh, okay, I don't want to talk to myself like that. I want to be super slow and loving to myself. Okay, and I swear to you, the second tip is to just focus on one thing for the first day. So today, my main focus is drinking all of my water. That's it. Because you know what will happen if I just focus on that? It actually just gives my brain something to work on. And I have less time and less space in my head to be pissed off or feel bad about myself. So I'm focused on like, ooh, I got two waters in. Ooh, I'm on my third. I'm on my third water right now. So that's my main focus. It's not, oh, I'm going to do a fast or I'm going to do a cleanse or I'm going to cut out all this shit out of my diet or, you know, go do something totally dramatic and different to like have a quick fix to it, right? Like I'm definitely feeling puffy because I sat in the car for five days. I mean, Pete and I did that one very small hike at um, Zion and then I got sick and we just, I mean, we literally sat for 10 to 12 hours a day. And of course we would stop and move around at rest stops, but it's definitely not the amount of movement that I normally get, right? So I'm feeling puffy, I'm feeling tired. Um, You know, I'm not looking in the mirror a lot. I'm just like wearing something that I know I feel good in. I'm taking care of myself because I know that when I'm like this, I'm triggered and a lot of people are like this. My clients, you know, you could be triggered. Say, I was just coaching somebody on this in my Alive AF Facebook group. She had an overdrink and then the next day, She's just like, she knows that being hard on herself isn't good, but her brain is like really wanting to go there, really keeps coming back and reviewing the night, you know, and like being judgmental on her and stuff like that. And just know when you are coming off vacation or if you have an overdrink, all of that stuff, and you're kind of, you did something that, you know, you had some habits in there that were not really what you want to be doing, your brain is often triggered to be super critical. That's normal. And you want to be aware of that and that that could happen. And that when you recognize that, you got to be gentle with yourself and not so much change your thoughts or work on changing your thoughts. Just like, okay, I hear you. And we're not going to do that to ourselves today. Instead, I'm just going to focus on drinking my water and I'm going to go to the grocery store, right? I'm going to make a plan for the next week, right? So that's 
normal that that happens. And so that's happening to me too. But I don't, I, I expect that because I know myself so well. I've done so much of this work that I know how to be nice to myself and take care of myself in these moments. And being nice to myself and taking care of myself does not mean I'm going on some fucking extreme diet, okay? This is, you know, excess fluids that I'm carrying around with me. A few days, I'll get back to my workouts, I'll drink my waters, all of that stuff, it'll come off, right? I'm not worried about it. And so that's tip number one, going back to that, be gentle on yourself and just focus on one thing. Maybe that's meal planning for you. Maybe that's going to the store and like prepping some food for the next 24 hours so that you don't have to think about it and you set yourself up for success. Maybe that's just drinking water, right? But that's, this is the reacclimation period is like, just give yourself one small thing to focus on that first day. Okay. So, and when you focus on that one thing, you have less time in your mind to spin out and focus on what you didn't do well. Okay. The second thing is, is like part of being on vacation is that maybe you weren't working or you took some time off or something, or, you know, you weren't home to take care of all the normal everyday tasks, whatever it is. Oftentimes your brain is going to want to jump in to be like, now we got to do this and right? Like listing and running through all of the things that you need to do and <laughs> absolutely normal again. But recognize that you don't need to do all of it right now. So my recommendation is for the next two weeks, as soon as you get home from a trip, what are some like top three priorities that you can do each week, right? So for me in my business, like I, you know, since I was off, I wasn't really off, but I wasn't like creating new content. I wasn't um, doing any free challenges. You know, there wasn't a lot of activity for me. And so I just coached people in my Alive AF program. You know, I wrote some emails, but it was very minimal. And so I had a lot of ideas that came up and things that, you know, didn't get promoted and stuff like that when I was gone. So, of course, my mind is like, we got to, you know, promote the Alive AF subscription box. We got a little bit like it's like you got to do this, right? And it's like, whew, slow down. <laughs> We're going to make a list of the three priorities that you'd like to get done this week. And then next week, we're going to, like, and today, as I'm planning, I'm going to write down the next three things that I want to focus on the following week. And that's it. I'm not going to go in on this day one. It's so important that you go slow and ease back into things. Because what happens is we want to come home. We want to get back to normal. And it's not really realistic for us to do that. You've got to unpack. You're tired. Reacclimating re to you know normal routines and things like that, and you want to give yourself some time. So making that list of three major work things that you want to do this week or focus on, and three major things for next week is going to help ease your mind that you are moving forward, that you are going to be taking care of the business that you know that you maybe missed when you were gone or whatnot. And if you're not working outside of the home, make that list for your home, right? So, you know, if there's things that need to be fixed, like my husband is freaking using a Drano and a snake to clean out some drains right now, you know, like there's some things that need to be taken care of and he's going to feel real great after getting that one thing done. Right. So that's my tip. Number two is like, we have a lot of chores and a lot of work type stuff or house type stuff that we tend to want to fix as soon as we get home. And that's really it. <laughs> it's really not more complicated than that. 
Two things. Focus on one thing when you first come home. Okay, manage your mind. Don't let yourself spin out and overthink and be hard on yourself. And definitely don't do anything extreme. And then for the work and the home stuff, make your list for the next two weeks of your biggest priorities and focus on those things. This will help ease your anxiety, ease that raising mind that you have as you re-enter into normal life, in quotes. And just remember that being on vacation is part of a normal life too. We all deserve a break. It, and we're, we actually can be so much more productive when we give ourselves more breaks. And um, a lot of people don't give themselves breaks because they're worried about this workload that is waiting for them when they come home. And everything is manageable, okay? It survived when you were gone and it will survive for you to like take a couple weeks to like ease your way back into things and be really gentle with yourself too. We need to build that in to our trips and our vacations and our breaks. Um, but to expect that, okay, I took a week off vacation or whatever, and I'm just going to come back the next day and hit it full charge is unrealistic. And if you try to do that, you're going to bring yourself out. You might do well for a couple days with your alcohol plan or your food plan or your work plan, but you're going to be burning yourself out too much and not hitting your goals or whatever. And then you might say, fuck it. And then end up drinking that weekend too, or self-sabotaging in some way. And you don't want to do that. Okay. It's normal to reacclimate and it takes time. And I want you to be patient with yourself and give yourself little teeny tiny goals to focus on for those first two weeks. So those are my tips. I will be following all those directions and, you know, just appreciating the time that I had uh, with my family. You should revisit your vacation as much as you can. Look at the pictures that you took. Remember that time in that space that you gave to your for yourself and appreciate that post vacation too. I think a lot of times we often forget that we were just on vacation, all the lovely times we had. There's so much fun in planning a trip and looking forward to that trip, but there's also just as much fun reflecting on it. And you have that ability to do that as well. So don't just, you know, save that fun time for the time that you were there. Take advantage of the post vacation too. And remember all that time that you gave yourself in those memories. So you don't forget and it'll make you feel good too. I promise. So on the topic of travel, I still have five spots left for Mexico. And I'm going to be talking about a lot about this. <laughs> and you should come because I was think I hear I've been hearing so many people go on trips and share um, with me as their coach about like, you know, not hitting the mark with alcohol or food or whatever when they're traveling. And I want to offer you an opportunity to have in-person support during a, you know, high-end, adults-only, all-inclusive experience in Mexico. And I've been to this resort in January with my colleague, Anna Verzoni, and it is top-notch. It's really not even about being in Mexico. It's specifically this resort that I think is so phenomenal to host this type of retreat at for women who want to learn how to travel and not overdrink. And it's perfect because it's all inclusive. You're going to have your own king size oceanfront luxury room, beautiful food, non-alcoholic drinks, coaching, sunrises, spa, excursion, and you're going to have support with me coaching in a group of the people that are going and privately with me. Each person gets a private call, two private calls with me before the retreat and one after. And at the retreat, you get a private session with me. 
you're going to be set up for success through that coaching and that container before you go so that you can travel through the airports, you know, without worrying about drinking on the airplane, all that. And you arrive there feeling good. And then I'm going to, I'm going to be there with you holding your hand when you have urges and you have thoughts and you're faced with servers coming towards you and asking you what kind of drinks you want and all of that. And if you think about what it would be like to have the freedom that you want around alcohol for the rest of your life and travel and to never have to feel like you need another vacation when you come home because you overdrink and overate your way through it, this trip is invaluable for that. So you're also going to have the two months of support before the in-person, you know, five days in Mexico at this resort, and then a month of support with me after. And this is all going to be happening around the holidays. It's absolutely priceless. So if you've been struggling with holiday or social situations or travel and over drinking, this is the trip for you. If you want a very high touch, intimate experience with women who, and half of them that are coming so far, don't even drink anymore, including myself. And some people are have cut back. Um, actually, Coach Steph is coming. She's a coach inside my program. She's been on the podcast several times. She still drinks, but she's going to come on this experience too as a guest. I'm super excited to have her. Um, it's a wonderful group of women, women, some who have already given up alcohol, and they just want to experience this container and this travel experience with me and other women um, who aren't drinking. So... If you want to do that with me, I highly suggest you get on it. We're putting the link here in the show notes and yeah, it's going to be an amazing time and completely invaluable. So if you can walk away from that retreat, having the confidence that you can do this in all of your vacations going forward, it will save you money in the long run because of all the alcohol you're not going to drink and the food you will not overeat on all of your future trips too. And you'll just feel so much better. All right, my friends, I love you all. Thanks for being here with me. Thanks for coming along for the journey of this trip this summer. And I've loved all of your emails and questions and future retreats and trips that you want me to plan for you. I got a request to go to Italy and several of you emailed me about schedule, you know, booking something for Napa next year. And I would love to work on that, but you got to come to Mexico with me first. All right. All right, my friends, I love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.